the Stephanie Miller Show. This is my fight song. Take back my life song. Prove I'm alright song. And I don't really care if nobody else believes. Cause I've still got a lot of fight left in me. Giuliani has had one of the most stunning rise and falls of any figure in our in our history. But he has fallen so low so low that right now he is near bankrupt. He is facing jail, right? He's been uh, sued in 10 civil suits. He's basically more or less been disbarred in, in two states. Uh, he's the subject of a sexual harassment suit. So this is not even bottom for Rudy Giuliani, but what, what a stunning, stunning fall this is for him. Okay, yes, blah, 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 Trump uh, quoting Hitler stole our national uh, secrets, obviously, uh, gave them to Russia. Uh, however, can we talk about uh, his lawyer's hair? Because oh. I, Chris, you are just as obsessed on Twitter as I am with uh, this, uh, whatever yeah. that is. Uh, is it business in front, four seasons total landscaping in no, the that's, back? that's more party in the front, business in the back. Yeah, it's, yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, Beshloss like said, mullet. has the yeah. lawyer for America's mayor had his hair chopped off in protest of the verdict, or is that, was that an intentional? That was intentional. Is this when you piss off the gays? Or that, I no, don't... that kind of looks Hitler youthish. Oh, does it? It does. It does. Yeah. Okay. Just need a little mustache. Uh-huh. Wow, wow, wow. Okay. Uh, by the way, uh, another tweet. Why Giuliani may not be able to appeal the verdict in Georgia. Georgia has a unique law on appealing uh, to make sure people are not appealing to delay paying. The person appealing must put up a bond in the amount of the judgment. That means... <laughs> yeah, I think Rudy's probably a little short, the $150 million. I think so. Yeah. A little can short. You, can you spot me? I can cover the last, you know. Yeah. As someone on TV this morning called it an economic death penalty. Yes. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I okay. Is he going for the insanity defense or dementia? Because I he first of all just keeps doubling and tripling down on defaming them and saying no everything he said is true. But it doesn't make any sense what he's saying. It's like the jury obviously found that everything I was saying was correct and what they said. It's, it's like true. the exact opposite right. of what happened. Right. He's like, what do you mean I wasn't allowed to present evidence? Yes, you were. Yeah, he you was. Are. He just didn't. Every opportunity to. Oh, my God. I Seriously. He's just, I don't know if he's delusional or he really believes that. That they, that they found the opposite of what they found and blah, blah, blah. Anyway. Oh, he's nuts. Yeah. Okay. Um. Okay. Uh. Did I, has any, everyone enjoyed the trip to Hitler Burger this weekend? Mm. Well, I had fries. No, you didn't. Jody tried to send me a picture of her eating, Chris, and it was clearly uh, CGI. She's she has not ingested food in uh, since nineteen. I go now yeah. to the Hitler burger, the Hitler burger, the Hitler burger. I go now to the Hitler burger oh. to get myself my lunch. She was uh, eating waffle fries. <laughs> Zoo Dayton, yes. Zoo Dayton tots. I was eating some Stalin. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay. So I don't know what to say about uh, we have Jody Hamilton right not not dogging it on the we way to like vacation we have uh, Olivia Troy people on and the show Frank today because I think Frank Blagusi was he's gonna if I if he didn't he, he was starting to stroke out so he's definitely gonna cause me to stroke out because he is as concerned as I am that we I, we've reached such a level of numbness in the media and elsewhere that I okay <laughs> this is not. I, this should be the only story. This missing Russia, and they briefed Republicans, and nobody said anything that this missing folder about. And by the way, 
you know what it says. If it, if it said, oh, this was a hoax, he would have released it. Mm -hmm. It obviously right. says the opposite. It says exactly what the Mueller report yeah. and the Senate Intelligence reports, yeah. that it confirms it. Yeah. If there's anything and to clear it, it would have been out. Yes, like of course. And, I, you know, I, root, I think root, oh, root pun, it's good. Little voice is too croaky for today. <laughs> His voice is sharp. Okay. But we've got uh, Dean Obadala, Olivia Troy, and Frank Laguzzi, yeah. a huge Monday lineup. Yeah. Um, and I, anyway, Frank was as uh, apoplectic as I am about this, about where is this folder? <laughs> is it part of the classified documents probe? Is it a new probe? Why hasn't Mark uh, Meadows been subpoenaed? Right. A search, or excuse me, had a search warrant served? I know, by this Because he confirmed that both, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Trump also said... Trump and Cassidy Hutchinson yep. said Mark Meadows has it. Mm -hmm. So what did it go from him to? Uh, first of all, it would make perfect sense that everybody's like he sold it. Yeah, maybe he. Sold, why would he have to sell it to Putin? You just give it to him because yeah. his usual policy toward Putin. That's not how that just works. Thank, first of all, they both know Trump and Putin know what's in it, <laughs> and that is that the Putin installed him in 2016. So I, I'm sure. Why wouldn't he just give it to Putin? And again, we don't talk enough about all the uh, CIA agents that have been killed. You know that obviously mm -hmm. this revealed our sources and methods. Anyway, Frank has a lot to say. Also, I a car crashed into Biden, Biden's, Biden's motorcade, motorcade. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. last night. I have a feeling that person might not have been sober. Okay. Talk yeah. to Frank about that. Uh, and also to uh, Olivia Troy, just about, I, because I, I know I get it that we all think, oh, isn't this stuff we already know? I mean, not really. This specific piece. Yeah. Mm -hmm. the, the, it, because again, this is, and I guess we're saying, you know, we'll talk to Frank about it as well, that they say that is part of Jack Smith's classified diet. No wonder, what's her name? Judge Cannon's trying so hard to delay this. Right. Because I feel like this is where the really explosive stuff yeah. is. Because, yeah, what was the reporting, Jody? That he—it's not just that he took them; it's that he knows why oh, and course. what he did with them. Mm -hmm. So you know, as we as you took it up to his workshop, my dear. Yes, because there was a light on that intel that was broken on one side. Take it up there and I'll bring it back. <laughs> oh, we have a, oh, 18. Oh, we have a festive bind missing. Oh, binders. Uh, song? Oh, this is fantastic. Oh, this is fantastic. <laughs> Binders in the White House. Oh. Ripped off by a douche. Another blunder from the right. Orange man stumbles like he did there that one summer when he fired that their diplomat. In the dumper with that trumper, that old adolescent mother stuffed secrets into his hat. His supporters get boner, try to hang this by his shoulder as they storm the Capitol ground. With his very unpleasing sneezing, wheezing, grabbing documents all around. Cause they were blunders from the White House, ripped off by a douche, another blunder from the right. Blunders in the White House, oh my god, Rocky Mountain Mike. He's a brilliant, genius, brilliant man. Genius man. Now it seems more fun, doesn't it? Because who doesn't like who's that? Man for man. For yeah, man. exactly. Yeah. Oh, it's fantastic. <laughs> um, yeah, who doesn't I mean, like seventies. Dean, uh -huh. Dean I, I had that forty-five for some reason. I don't know really? why. Yeah, I did. I love man for man. Okay. That was their, really their only song. Speaking Pretty of much. which, Dean Obadala. Well, it's a good one. Uh, You're going to yeah, have one. That's the one. That's to have. the one to have. You're right. Dean Obadala, who uh, joins us in hour three, who is a lawyer. 
He is. Uh, he said the question must be asked if Trump gave or sold this info to Putin. If I had to guess, say gave, why would he bother oh, yeah. selling? Would he he no. would, you know, be a big thank you, yeah. you know, here. I, and if you want to, if you want to make sure it's never seen again, give it to Putin, right? Yeah. I mean, it, I, I and you know exactly what it is. Why are we like, oh, I wonder what's in there? It's obviously confirmation of everything we already knew about 2016 yeah. that he massively colluded with Russia. Putin deliberately interfered to uh, uh, install Trump. I mean, it's just, it's uh, yeah. hoax. It's a hoax. Uh, Richard Tatum said, uh, so here is people made off with an enormous thick binder of super classified information, which Agent Orange tried desperately to declassify at the last second for quote unquote reasons. The info was all about how our biggest enemy tried and succeeded to get him in office. Uh, but it's been missing now and somehow he's not in prison or being questioned by the FBI or the CIA or the NSA. That is everything yeah. we need to talk to That's Frank right. Fluguzzi about. Fluguzzi. Did I say it? You said it I'm excited. I'm excited and I'm, you know, you can tell I'm spitting everywhere. Uh-huh. It's a lot of treason does that to me. <laughs> Put the I before the L, please. I can't believe yes, the top story you. is not him quoting Hitler directly again. Oh, my God. I can't. And yeah, Lindsey Graham. And Lindsey Graham excusing it. And yeah. Oh, my God. Kristen Welker is as bad as Chuck Todd. I never thought I'd say that. Oh. I just you not seriously. To watch these I, I, I did I, I avoided it for a while and somehow I I stumbled across it like some people do our show because I like to listen to both sides <laughs> ABC's this week is a solid replacement yeah it's go, go to ABC's uh, this week yeah also I don't know him citing Putin as a character witness about uh-huh. our democracy uh-huh. oh my god I can't I don't oh my oh I god. did we even get to him calling the January 6th terrorists uh, hostages when we currently have Americans being held hostage and tortured likely and raped by Hamas he called the January 6th terrorists we, who have already pled guilty he called them hostages yeah. we don't even know if I'm our shouting. hostages there are still alive I know not. thank you we do not I'm sorry I'm just uh, I, yeah you're I'm spitting I'm she's shouting. in a mood I'm she's in a snit yeah, and we only have a week to go before Christmas, Stephanie. Four days after today. Four this days. This is the week I'm going to blow. I'm just going to blow. I just, I don't, this was, is of all the treasony weekends, this was the treasoniest, it wasn't was. it? He said it again. Poisoning the blood. Immigrants yeah. are poisoning the blood. of. First of all, that means four of his five children are poisoned because he had them with immigrants. immigrants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they're blonde. Tiffany's the only one that gets a pass, I guess. According, to, he according like. to Hitler she's, over there, Orange Hitler. Yeah, she's the only American. <sighs> according to him. Mm-hmm. Yes, Jape Tapper calls out Trump for using Putin as a character witness. Uh, he said the leading Republican candidate, Donald Trump, uh, quoted one of our nation's foremost adversaries, Vladimir Putin, as a sort of character witness. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kim yeah. Jong-un, too. Pardon yeah. me? Kim, oh, yes, I forgot. Kim Jong-un, yeah. Yeah, a little bit of that, too. Oh. It doesn't do, that's not how... That's not how it sounds, Stephanie. No, not even close. Nope. Hmm. Chris, (laughs) who said uh, Trump is an enemy of the United States, we can no longer indulge the pretense that supporting him is just another political choice or that agreeing with his attacks on our democracy is just a difference of opinion. Hong Kong Fui. No, I think it's George Conway quoting somebody from the Atlantic, not sure who. Doesn't matter now. My point is Trump is an enemy. Okay. Every time I, t- I I get distracted and I look back at this guy's haircut and I just can't. I, <laughs> is everything about Rudy Giuliani just ridiculous? Yes, There's yes. either shoe polish running down his face or his lawyer's hair looks like that. He's I don't. Just... He's scraping the bottom of the barrel as to the 
the, the lawyers that will lawyer. represent him. Yeah, he's lucky to have any lawyer. Yes. Okay. That's not a public defender. He's right. Very lucky. Oh, by the way. Oh, what? By the way, who was more drunk and ridiculous this weekend, Roseanne Barr or Rudy Giuliani? Yes. Can you imagine being in a bar with those two? Jesus. No, out of those, only Christ. one of them has been a guest on this program. Yes. That is also oh, true. Stephanie, you're going to love my nuts. Mm-hmm. I got a macadamia nut company. That was before she went crazy. Yes. Dear Jesus, what has happened to her? She I clearly was several cocktails in. Well, <laughs> she... I. People like her spend way too much time on the internet. Uh, yeah, you think? Yes. Yeah. On uh, the bad parts. Well, okay. yes. They get taken <laughs> down weird roads on the internet, and they believe it for some reason. Yeah. Okay, hold on. Can I have my conspiracy meal? Let's start with Giuliani. All right. Oh, for God's sakes. <clears throat> he made a stunning claim that lawyers in the defamation case he just lost were actually working for Joe Biden. Computer says no. And trying to get him to rap on former President Trump. You know, the only people that use that term are people in the mob. Right. Like, really? That's a mob term. Yes. Rat generally means telling the truth about someone. Exactly. So to, okay. exposing, says, uh, exposing wrongdoing and illegal activity. That's what says, ratting is. Uh, these people are working for the Bidens, not for the uh, for the women. They were asking me questions that had to do with Trump's liability, other people's liability. Basically, they wanted me to rat. You know, that's what's going on. They offered me settlements. I told them to go to hell. Okay, he's. I, I think he's going for an insanity or a dementia defense, don't you? I. I this is. I, okay. Well, you can't go for a dementia no. defense after the verdict has. No, I no. Come you can't. I. Through. It makes no. Okay, sorry. I'm trying to talk amongst. The time yourself. to claim dementia is before or even during the trial, not after the trial. Okay, this would be uh, part two. This would be a uh, drunken Roseanne Barr. She went, oh, it was at the Turning Point USA. Even they were like, ironically, it was like the springtime for Hitler audience. Yeah. They all were just stunned into silence. Yeah. <laughs> yes. She began her speech with a bizarre claim that communist, fascist, neo-Nazi conspirators are attempting to overthrow Christian democracies in order to bring about a global Muslim caliphate. Caliphate. If we didn't, if we don't stop these horrible communists, do you hear me? Barr shouted. I'm asking you to hear me. Stalin is communist with a huge helping of Nazi fascists thrown in. Huh? Plus one caliphate to replace every Christian democracy on earth now. Occupy. Do you know that? What? The crowd, isn't she Jewish? The crowd then went dead silent. Isn't she Jewish? I don't Bar know. Bar stared at them unsteadily from the stage. Should I? Ch- I'll check. So why is she worried about Christian democracies if she's Jewish? I don't know what's up. Okay. Oh, she recently... Oh, Bill Maher, of course, gave her a platform because she's an anti-vax lunatic. Uh, On his podcast, she recently said billionaires are trying to kill off the population with the COVID vaccines. He did try to Mm. rein her in with that, though. After after he gave her a platform, she may not be So why is she concerned with the Christian democracy? Okay. Oh. Oh, we've gone long. Yes, we there was a oh, lot Well, of, <clears throat> when don't we go long? There was a lot of crazy. Yes. <laughs> mm. Okay. Chris, uh, yes. who said... We're uh, still going longer? Still going longer? Yeah. Broke, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. Sweet Polly Purebred. No, Dean Warmer said oh. that to Rudy Trump. <laughs> <laughs> I stole that from Twitter. Okay. okay. <laughs> Stephanie Miller, a lovely girl who came from beyond the stars to spot in the sea.
Stephanie Miller. I'm being Snoopy in the back. Hi, Karen in Chicago. Hi. Hi, good morning. I know we're coming up to a hard break. I just want to say Rocky Mountain Mike is the sugar that helps the trees and go down. That's right. Oh. Um, he, <laughs> Treason's him. the reason um, for the season. Oh, Thank wow. you, Mike. Yes. Um, so, look, okay. Trump had Russians in the Oval Office in his first month and shared Israeli intelligence. Yeah. Bill Barr covered up and discredited the Mueller report that even in its unredacted form showed a relationship between the Trump campaign and Russia. Trump openly favored Putin's word over our intelligence agencies in Helsinki. He had closed door meetings with no witnesses with Putin. Um, and Republicans like Liz Cheney, Adam Kinzinger, and every single quietly complicit Republican knew about it. Except I said nothing. Nobody came out until January 6th when their lives were threatened to say anything about it. This man is a clear, and now we're surprised. We should be surprised by the binders. Yeah. This guy is a absolute national security threat. The media needs to start reporting it as such at every turn. Why wasn't that because on this every... Guy is the Republican yeah. front runner. That's yeah. why, I, why isn't this on every Sunday shows? Uh, T-Pain said, today we're learning that Senate Republicans knew for two years about the missing Russian yep. intelligence binder, but they never wavered in their support for the guy that last had it and most likely stole it. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, obviously stole it, not likely, yeah. right? No, he did. Yes, absolutely. He is, he is a absolute clear and present danger. And the Republican Party is also right there with him. So I just, I can't even, we cannot talk about Democrats and Republicans being opposite sides of the same coin. They are absolutely on a fascist bend to destroy our democracy at yep. every turn with every single lying, cheating, yep. stealing Speaking of uh, anyway, Homeland Security, Olivia Troy yeah. joins us next. is Shay Moss. I spent 10 years as an election worker in Fulton County, Georgia. The lies Rudy Giuliani told about me and my mommy after the 2020 presidential election have changed our lives. And the past few years has been devastating. The flame that Giuliani lit with those lies and passed to so many others to keep that flame blazing changed every aspect of our lives. I didn't think I could love Shea Moss anymore, but I she know. calls her mom mommy. Which she does. I do too. <laughs> I was also a mommy's girl. <laughs> okay. Um, wow. This is exciting. I was looking at the TV yesterday yep. and our friend Olivia Troy was there and I was like, get, get Olivia Troy, and here she is. Good morning, Olivia. Thanks so much for coming back. Good morning. Thanks for having me. You know, I got to say, I'm so I'm reading your title because I'd forgotten exactly. Former White House uh, VP Pence, uh, you were Homeland Security uh, Advisor, Career National Security Intel Exec Director. Because I wondered, Olivia, why is everyone's hair not on fire about this missing Russian intel? Right, and and that Senate Republicans have known this for two years. Can you give us your first reaction? I mean, it should they should be they should be out there furious. They should be taking this very seriously. 
Um, like for years, what we heard about Hillary's emails, I was in the national security community. There was concern about that, but this is exponentially yeah, yeah, so much worse. Yeah. Right. So I, I, it's, it's, it's interesting that they have kept this very silent and this is a big freaking deal. I yeah. mean, this is raw intelligence in that binder, not finished yeah. intelligence, mm-hmm. uh, raw intelligence. And the difference between that is that it's, it's, directly operational in its nature, which means that it sort of shows how we went about things, shows how we collected things. It could have names of people in there. Mm -hmm. It could have foreign partners operations in partnership with us or what foreign partners were doing that were involved in this. I mean, it puts so many things at risk, Stephanie, including like, especially lives, American lives, people who sacrifice their careers. That's who has a target in their head now. And we have no idea. Honestly, I would love an explanation and an investigation to know whether any of these assets that were involved in these operations, whether they're still alive, Mm -hmm. whether they have been targeted. We don't know where this binder ended up. Was it in Mark Meadows' fireplaces? Did it go into assets? That's the other thing. We know Mark Meadows. You're exactly right. Olivia, you're right. We know that he burned things. And, you know, so now both Donald Trump and Cassidy Hutchinson have confirmed that he had it. So, you know, we're Frank Flaguzzi's coming up in a little bit here. Olivia, but do you have an idea? You know, why why isn't there a search warrant, you know, for, for Mark Meadows? Is this part of Jack Smith's classified documents or should this be a separate investigation? What's what's your take on that? I mean, to me, this is so egregious. Uh, and look, if I had done anything like that or if I had used a classified documents as a Kindle for the fireplace, yeah. I would be in jail. Right. Yeah. There's yeah. a number of agents that would be at my door, knocking on my door. There would be no questions asked. They would give me the time to respond and explain myself behind bars probably months or years later. They wouldn't even, I, I wouldn't get a pass. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, well, I mean, we, we, we should be tracking this. We should be figuring it out. Honestly, when I read the detailed story uh, that ran on this whole thing, I have to say that I was appalled at... What was the rest of the staff that was watching this doing? Where is Robert O'Brien in this? Where is the national security advisor under Trump? Because the reason I say that is because all of these people could potentially be back in the White House should Donald Trump get elected. And all of these people yeah. must have been aware that this raw intelligence was you know, kind of being copied in the White House, being distributed when Privacy Act issues were flagged, even by the own White House lawyers along the way where a right-wing journalist was being given the binder, even though they felt that not enough had been redacted from it. And now you actually have the most critical piece of it, the raw intelligence that's gone MIA. I so, mean, Olivia, you've had big-time uh, responsible jobs. I tell fart jokes in my basement. So let me <laughs> <laughs> ask with that, because I know you need to be responsible. Fart jokes are funny. Thank you. Thanks very much. <laughs> and we discussed before you came on whether we're all going to end up in the same camp if Trump gets reelected. <laughs> I think he's coming after you first. <laughs> uh, yeah. Please send me uh, care packages. Yes, or, absolutely. I like we'll that to all us stragglers Put later. Put money in the commissary. Yeah. To the people that yeah. had important jobs were yeah. taken care of. I, I don't know how Mike Pence is going to feel sharing the cell with me that's going to be a little awkward but it is what it is it is what it is olivia do you get to the point where you don't know what's distracting from what because as you were saying before we went on here this should be the only story but you know then trump quoted hitler directly several more times you know speaking of mike pence the people that tried to hang mike pence he called them hostages Mm -hmm. while we still have actual americans that are actual hostages likely being tortured by hamas right now he called 
the January 6th. That's awful. Okay, go ahead. So I, that's what I mean. But is this for people like you and I to talk about this now instead of the fact that there's a missing? Right. Yeah. Well, I also think it's just, um, it's an over, over information, right? We're like saturated with all of this coming at us every day. But like, it's just like it was during the Trump administration. Every day was an insane headline that would shock people. And then the next day there would be an even more insane headline. And it's just sort of when you look back on it, that's why I'm constantly reminding people of what it was, what happened, and why it should never happen again, and why it's worrisome that he's the front runner for the GOP nom. And people are like, we don't want to talk about Trump. He'll get convicted. No, it's important because Americans have a short-term memory, and we've forgotten that everything that Donald Trump is saying in his rallies right now is all connected to things that he was either acting as or doing when he was already president and he's going to double down on yeah. going forward, right? I mean, he also, it was horrific and uh, anti-immigrant rhetoric this weekend, like uh, the things that he was saying. He yeah. also praised Putin. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, I know he's your best friend. Did you give him the binder? Inquiring minds want to know. Like, well, did he get the binder? Did yeah, he get, just I mean, give it to our, your buddy? Yeah. Because our rude pundit said, we all know he sold it to Russia. We know that's where this all ends. I mean, it... Is that shoe going to drop, Olivia? I mean, I, I don't know why you'd have to sell it. I'm sure he could just give it to Putin. But if you want this to be disappeared forever, right, you either give it to Mark Meadows uh, to burn in the fireplace or you give it to Putin. I mean, it just it kind of all makes sense, doesn't it? That if, if this says oh, what he wanted it to say, he would have released this. Right. Clearly, the fact that he's going right. to extraordinary lengths to hide it means it says exactly what we've all known is he's a traitor to the United States and always has been. W- what do you think? About- yeah, and... You know, and it, it, it actually, it impacts all of us because it impacts national security and whether his supporters like it or not, it does impact your lives. And when you have, you know, American service members and military members, intelligence officers, law enforcement and the FBI, we all get deployed, we go overseas. It impacts the family that lives next to you in a way that you probably don't understand. Yeah. And, and it potentially does, right? And it puts lives at risk. And it also puts our general national security posture at risk. It also yeah. weakens us in the eyes of the international community. Can you imagine? Yeah. Can Anyone you imagine sharing intelligence with us right ever? Now? Yeah. I mean, they're, they're sitting there going, okay, so we work closely with you in counterterrorism. We work on extremism yeah. and all these things. And now you're telling us that you can't even safeguard traditionally like very, very sensitive information and it just sort of walks out of your oval office or your White House. Yeah. So that's what we've told the world now. Well, exactly. And as you know, in your role, I mean, in Homeland Security, I, I, I think you alluded to this, but Andrea Yonker said, I know there's a lot going on, but an unusually high number of CIA agents were killed, captured, or compromised after yes. Trump stole classified and top secret documents about them. Uh, just thought I should remind everyone of that. I, I mean, it, like yeah. you say, it's not just the intelligence, it's sources and methods. Right. And in some cases, people. Right. Yeah, it's people. And it, it's also uh, it probably took us years to set up these operations. Mm-hmm. And it, it, I can't tell you how incredibly dangerous it would be if a foreign adversary or someone else got their hands on it. We have no idea. I have no idea who all saw that binder at this point. Right. We have no idea whose hands, who it got, who carried it, who transported it. Who transported to Mark Meadows' house? Was it himself? Was it in the van for two hours while he went to dinner? Right. And then left it in there. I mean, this is just, it's crazy. And I tell you this because when I was reading this type of stuff, I had to go into a safe, within a safe to read it, sign my name 
to say, they would document that I had read whatever it was that I read, date, time, and then sign out, yeah. that I'd returned it, put it back in the vault, they'd take it away. I mean, that is how we control this type of intelligence. So yeah. to think that it was... And then you had to take a Silkwood shower. Safe, out of safe. Like Karen Silkwood, right? right? You had to take a Silkwood shower like oh, Meryl Streep. And then, God. Okay. <laughs> I don't know national security, Chris. I, that's why I'm asking. I'm surprised she got that reference. Like, no. so old. It's she an old reference. way too young to understand <laughs> that reference. <laughs> 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 you I remember that, but I'm impressed. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, I, you know, Henry Rosenberg tweeted, it's time for people to stop downplaying the classified documents case against Trump. It wasn't simply a matter of him having the documents he was not entitled to, but why did he have them and what was he doing with them? This is a five-alarm national security fire. Do you Agreed. think or and, hope and Jack Smith is on too, right? this? Olivia, yeah. sorry, go uh, ahead. Yeah, I do. I mean, like, it was also, it's also the obstruction. The obstruction, right. the unwillingness to cooperate, they had to go down and get him. I mean, they asked for these documents repeatedly they were asking about it all of these other people played a role in this i'm really curious to see the role of cash patel in all this yes. do, do you uh, think you know do you think donald yeah. do you think jack smith knows what he you know what he did with them why he took them and what he did with them oh i mean who knows right i think that's a question in everyone's minds like why would you take that other than you were scared at what it actually said and the truth about what was really happening and i say that because Look, there's a history here. Any time that anyone spoke the truth about Russia, what they were trying to do in our elections, they got fired. Yeah. Right? A former boss of mine, a former longtime mentor of mine, who was the head of the director of national intelligence, who's acting head, he got fired for the fact that he said, look, I'm going to stand by in my employee, which he testified was correct. We are concerned about Russia. Well, and he ironically, reality winner went to jail. Yeah for one document and guess what that document was about <laughs> we're trying to warn the country that t t trump had you know colluded right. with russia to get to, to get installed i mean i let me let me throw one other at you palmer report said the real question is why the u.s intel community after spending two plus years secretly pursuing this classified trump russia binder is now tipping off the media about it it feels like this leak is a prelude to something or another shoe is about to drop what's your take on that you know, great question. I mean, I'm surprised that they briefed the Senate and this didn't get out. Uh, because, right. look, if it would have been anything related to a Democrat, pretty sure the Republicans would have leaked it immediately. Yeah. But it was obviously very egregious, right? They would have been crying wolf about this, like, right as a hearing happened, probably they would have leaked it. So the question is, what is really happening here? Is there some more that's going to surface along the way? But it's hard to know, right? And a yeah. lot of it, though, for the intel community, I mean, this isn't... Uh, this is very sensitive, and there's probably a lot of concern about what was in the binder. There, I mean, I'm telling you, there's been some sleepless nights, I'm sure, for the past couple of years on how this happened. I'm sure that Gina Haspel and all these other people are probably just completely beside themselves because also just it's the fact that it was someone in the presidency, the president's chief of staff, all of these people at the highest levels of power, and this is how, once again, they're mishandling classified information right i mean forget about the classified documents i found in the women's room when i was working there like i cannot believe wow. that wow. this is now where we are where the full binder yeah. went out yeah um you mentioned cash patel and i just blanked it out of my brain because those crazy eyes were staring at me but what what do you think his yeah. involvement is imagine me sitting in meetings with him while oh. he was running counterterrorism. oh god <laughs> Uh, yeah. And you can never tell. He could which... be the next director of the FBI, by the way. Absolutely, yeah. yes. Or and the that's CIA. Horrifying. Director. 
That is what is horrifying. Yeah. Now, is it just one eye that's a little bit oh, crazy? Oh, Stephanie, stop it. Stephanie Louise Miller. I, if she's in a meeting, she's not even sure who he's looking at, I'm guessing. Are both crazy eyes looking at... Okay. Funny. Olivia, um... <laughs> One last one from Rude Pundit. There's something fundamentally broken about a country that cannot stop someone like Donald Trump from running or becoming president. I I feel like we just, the media's not prepared for this. Maybe the founders never envisioned this. But in your role as, you know, with Homeland Security, what do we do about this, even going forward? Look, it's certainly concerning. I think it speaks to his ability to really galvanize people by trying to get to their grievances, right? He's an expert at that. He fans the flames. He fans the worst of the extremes on the right. And he makes these people feel like they have a home in him. I think the only thing that gives me hope is that I, I really hope that despite, however, you know, center-right people, moderates, people in the middle who are you know, are concerned about the two candidates potentially that are coming up in 2024. I hope that when you look at at, at Biden, who is a rational human being, and you look at Donald Trump, including like in the history of how he has behaved towards women, what he's done along the way, the traitor, it's like, you know, mishandling a class I find. And we could go on and on and on. This, which brings me to the tough love uh, section of the interview before you leave. Are you still a Republican, Olivia? I mean, I call myself a recovery Republican. Atta I girl. almost feel now that, yeah, I'm still going to meetings. Um, <laughs> Therapy is going to last for a really long time. You I, know, I'm, I, an I ex, sort of like, I'm an ex-Republican girl gone wild. As you know, my dad ran with uh, Goldwater. But I just, I honestly, but, as a woman, yeah. I'm curious about women like you and Cassidy Hutchinson who have been brave and spoken out about what you saw. But I, I for the life of me, can't imagine not just Roe, but everything why any woman would want to be a Republican today. Can you speak to that a little? You know, I think, I mean, okay, you know this because you were raised at a Republican household. Uh, it's it's just sort of like the identity is embedded and you have been raised with these conservative traditional values. But I think at this point, we got to take a step back and be like, it, this isn't conservative traditional values. This is on a whole different level, right? This party stands for everything like against what a loving christian family accepting christian family would stand for right and what happened to being uh compassionate towards immigrants taking people into your home what happened to that party also i've got to say like i really actually in my heart believe that there are a lot of conservative women out there who are scared and horrified about what they're leaving behind as a legacy for mm-hmm. the next generation of women as they watch what's happening in Texas yeah. uh, to that woman um, with, her, with women's rights. And while I think that, you know, conservative-leaning women, while they may be, it, the, the topic of abortion and pro-choice and pro-life in those terms, like, I think is very sensitive to them and they're more private about it. Yeah. I'm talking to a lot of women that while they may not be vocally loud about this, yeah. they are scared and they don't want this. Yeah. And I am just hoping that that find those women and these women will come out and vote. Yeah. Hey, you don't have to tell your Trump loving husband who you're voting there for. You go. Remember that. You walk in I saw I heard the same thing. NBC, NBC interviewed some, I do some people. That. Yeah, some voters and they said they're scared. 
to, to you know, for their MAGA, you know, friends or family to find out they don't support Trump yeah. anymore, you know, so. Yeah, they, they, they've got to, you know, because it's so, it's, they're, it's bullying now, mm-hmm. yeah. right? And you yeah. feel like you're intimidated and when you, I mean, it gets really ugly. And look, we're seeing yeah. it with the threats. I mean, those poor women, I mean, all of these people watch this and they're like, I'm just going to keep my mouth shut. I'm scared. I'm intimidated by this. I don't want any part of it. I want to go back to the good old days where Republicans and Democrats yeah. could hang out, have a beer, argue in the room. Yeah. I look forward to that. We'll be like, in the same internment yeah. camp together, and that is going to be fantastic. <laughs> come fully into the light with us, Olivia. Yes, join us. Join us. us. Oh, it's so much fun over here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Olivia, thanks so much for taking time. I appreciate it so much. Talk to you soon. Thanks for having me. Stephanie Miller. Once again, something wonderful in my life has been turned into a giant crap fest. Speaking of which, what? former FBI, mm, G-Man. The FBI. <laughs> Thank you. Frank Guzzi, next. It's the Stephanie Miller Show. Of course, there's very little I could say right now. I have to analyze this. Obviously, possibly we'll move for a new trial. Certainly we'll appeal. The absurdity of the number merely underscores the absurdity of the entire proceeding where I've not been allowed to offer one single piece of evidence in defense, which I have a lot. Really? So I am quite confident when this case gets before a fair tribunal, It'll be reversed so quickly, it'll make your head spin. Mm. And the absurd number that just came in will help that, actually. Okay, okay, mm. okay. It's real good. It's real good what you did, right? Mm-hmm. It's real good. Yeah, keep doing it. <laughs> cha-ching, cha-ching. Uh, Dino Badawa, who joins us uh, in an hour, said, please do not forget that Donald Trump joined Giuliani in defaming and inciting violence against Ruby Freeman and Shea Moss. Trump said about Ruby Freeman, she's a professional vote scammer, a hustler, a known political operative who stuffed the ballot boxes. So mm-hmm. I don't see why he wouldn't be next, or I would think he, he should be. Anyway, some of them might know something about it, inciting violence. Not himself, but, you know, <laughs> preventing <laughs> it. Frank Fagluzzi. Frank Fagluzzi. Frank Fagluzzi. Former G-Man. Frank Fagluzzi joins us now. In color. Frank Fagluzzi. Lucy, the former FBI assistant director for counterintelligence. I feel like I need my favorite G-Man. Author of the bestseller, uh, FBI Way, Inside the Bureau's Code of Excellence. Think of every FBI agent as, as handsome and fantastic as Frank Luguzzi. Oh, hi. Even your handsomeness could not calm me yesterday when I saw you on TV, Frank. <laughs> you are exactly the right level of hair on fire about this rushing, this missing Russian intel. I, I mean, I, was, I think... I was anything but calm. I, you know, I, I pretty much lost it at this point. Yeah. I mean, I, the story about it, a former assistant director for counterintelligence at the FBI, that's you, suggested <laughs> uh, there's a real possibility of Russian intelligence files that went missing near the end of Trump's presidency could have ended up in Russian hands. It seems quite likely 
that's where it is, isn't it? Yeah, I, look, I, I think that sometimes the best way to commit a crime is in plain sight. And, and mm -hmm. that is really what Trump was trying to do by de this declassifying, ordering declassified this entire binder. And um, what better way to get into the, the hands of the adversary, or in Trump's case, BFF, yes. um, the actual sources and methods that we have against the Russians. So if people are confused about raw and unredacted, what we're talking about is no this version that's missing. No one, this is prior to anyone combing through it and scrubbing it for anything that is singular in nature, anything that could tell uh, Russian intelligence Oh, yeah, that conversation on that date happened in this room in the Kremlin. So that means either the guy I was talking to yeah. or the room itself is compromised, right? A 10-inch binder full of that kind of stuff that simply gives away how we know what the Russians are doing. And by the way, 10 inches, that has both length and girth. And Stephanie! Stop it! Well, people think it's like a folder like this. I mean, it, right, Frank? It's Sorry, I didn't mean to make a d joke right to your face but my point no, is no, Stephanie, I, when it comes to classified size does not matter <laughs> <laughs> i learned it into my dirty track it's, it's all about the quality <laughs> yeah. but, uh, i love the reporting just on your appearance yesterday it clearly distressed frank he admitted he wants to know exactly how the doj is handling the investigation into the missing 10-inch binder that contained raw intelligence um thank you I mean, those of us that aren't professionals, but I mean, I think you were asking some of the same questions. Is Jack Smith on this? Is this part of a new investigation? How is the how is it that Senate and Republicans knew this two years ago? They were briefed on this. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have a column out today on MSNBC Daily, really demanding um, that we we learn of investigation into the binder. So. There's some good news here in that we know from the reporting originally from CNN that the Senate intelligence community was briefed on this about a year ago. So it's it's actually good news, bad news. This thing's been missing for what, two, three years now? But as recently as a year ago, it appears there was a briefing on that it's still missing to the Senate intelligence committee. What does that tell me as someone who I have personally briefed the Senate Intelligence Committee. What triggers a briefing to Senate Intel other than routine briefings? The, the loss or compromise of a, of a significant piece of intelligence. So that's bad news. The good news is you don't go and brief the Senate Intel Committee without a plan, without because inevitably they're going to say to you, hey, what are you doing about this? And the likely and desired response is we're investigating the hell out of it. Right. So my gut tells me there is an investigation into this. And has it rolled into Jack Smith's yeah. documents case? Probably not, because that's all about Mar-a-Lago. Um, probably a separate case may or may not have anything to do with Jack Smith. But clearly we have a mishandling case at a minimum. Um, but I think it's being worked. And I think Meadows, if he hasn't been questioned already, he absolutely will be questioned. I even raised the question of whether there's enough yet for a search warrant three years after the fact yeah uh, of meadows properties now i do know you know the armchair lawyers out there are going to remind me that you need two things for a search warrant you need to say there's been a crime committed but you also and yes that's happened here yeah but you also need to say the place we want to search is where the evidence of the crime is and and that's that's up to investigators to figure out what in the hell meadows did with it remember two people have told us meadows was last seen with it 
Cassidy Hutchinson and Trump and Donald Trump himself. Yeah, I mean, I, it's all sort of stunning. Plus, that we have reporting in the past that the Meadows has burned stuff. I mean, so Frank, I guess my question would be, what if he's destroyed it? What if it has already been given or sold to Russia? I mean, is there no copies of these things? <laughs> like, what does this mean? It's just missing? Yeah, so, no, yeah, so absolutely, you know, the originals are sitting with uh, with the DNI or the CIA. That that That's not a worry that we've lost that reporting because really the binder was just a, a, a combination, right, of all reporting related to... Russia interfering with the campaign. And I, I also think I, I, a couple, of, if we want to look for any bright spot here, is there were people around Trump, like Pat Cipollini, the White House counsel, mm -hmm. who were really trying hard to do the right thing. They were trying to talk him out of declassifying this. And they kept going to DOJ and saying, hey, help us, please, God, we're, he wants yeah. this whole thing out tomorrow. And, you know, we want to, we want to get this right. So, you know, kudos to, to Cipollini. But then you had Trump demanding, bring it to the White House, bring it to the White House. So, in other words, it got stuck in a, Meadows wanted it in Cassidy Hutchinson's desk drawer, yeah. not in a safe. Um, the other thing I, I got to tell you that this tells us is, is if we needed a reminder, in another Trump administration, this is a man who clearly is prone to using secret intel for his own benefit yeah. and against his enemies. That, well, that's what this is about. Don't forget, this is a guy who gave up sensitive classified information in the Oval Office while meeting with high-ranking hmm. Russian officials. And that information came from a U.S. ally, as, by the way, the binder reportedly contained NATO-allied intelligence reports. Right. Um, right. So, Frank... <laughs> As a layperson, obviously, if this proved that it, Trump rushes a hoax, he would release this, right? I mean, clearly, you know, again, I'm a layperson, I'm not an FBI agent, but it appears yeah. to me that, you know, the reason he wants this gone missing because it confirms exactly probably what's in the Mueller report and the Senate intelligence report. I think that's another thing that, that's going on here is we keep hearing the references in the binder about uh, Pete Strzok and Lisa Page. And they're, you know, kind of inappropriate back and forth, text, emails, whatever. Yes, but understand something. If you really read carefully through the reporting on this binder, it's also chock full of sensitive reporting, again, from many from our allies, on uh, Russia's interference with the election. So there may have been some people around Trump who said this can't go out because it's going to make us look really bad. It's going to show Russia indeed interfered with the election or tried to as yeah. by the way bob Mueller found in his report as by the way the gop controlled senate intelligence committee determined russia did try to help trump and some of that inevitably has got to be in that binder yeah you well a couple of things you asked yesterday about you as you mentioned she'll be looking at a search warrant for meadows is it part is it part of jack smith's investigation have they rolled this into that or open a new case or grand jury on meadows uh, you said we've got to know what happened with this binder. More importantly, whether this was a mere accident or whether the intention was to hand it to Russia to expose U.S. intel sources and methods against Russia. This does have the feeling of some much bigger shoes to drop here, doesn't doesn't it? Yeah, I, I we've become so accustomed, Stephanie, you know, and I, I'm responsible for it because I'm on TV all the time. But 
of knowing, and there's been, been way too many leaks, we, we tend to go, hey, how come we haven't heard about this? What's going on? When's the, when, yeah. when, will, we, when will we be briefed on this top secret investigation? I, I think there is a classified investigation into this. It would be labeled a leak or mishandling case. And I would not be surprised with all the trouble that Meadows is in if he's already been asked about this. And if indeed he destroyed it, gave it away, whatever, yeah. Uh, handled it sloppily that there's a crime for that there's something that will cover that whatever the heck happened to this thing yeah um the other thing you tweeted about just obviously in the threat environment we're in frank you said uh, the president's motorcade was parked when a civilian vehicle crashed into one of the official cars secret service whisked biden away as agents surrounded the suspect car at gunpoint uh biden unharmed after the after uh, it you know he uh, clearly was shocked you could i guess the president saw this I mean, again, I, we've heard Chris Ray talk about the threat environment and our, our, our you know, violent right-wing extremist problem. Uh, this seems shocking, though, that they got that close to the president. What do you think? Yeah, I'm hoping it's an accident, but as you, you're referencing, it really doesn't matter, does it? Because yeah. uh, whether it's an accident or not, it's a demonstration that you, you can actually make impact with the, the president's motorcade. Um, we need to know more about this. Um, we, the president, for those who haven't seen this, the president was outside of a vehicle coming out of a building yeah. about to enter his limo uh, when a crash was heard and it was down the line, you know, all the cars involved in a motorcade. Um, somebody maybe maybe just took a wrong turn and smashed into it. But the, the question is, was, was Biden safely uh, whisked away? That language, by the way, is not mine. I, I repeated it yeah. from the reporting. But yeah. and people have also pointed out to me on social media, that doesn't look like a whisking away. Yeah. It looks like people were stunned. And then they eventually got him in the car. So yes, I, I am concerned in this threat environment about whether or not um, Secret Service has us appropriately to match the threat level ratcheted up um, their plans to protect uh, Biden. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, we have some reasons to distrust Secret Service, you know, with the, a lot of the reporting surrounding January 6th. So I think it's concerning. Um, speaking of January 6th, I just got to get your take on the president calling uh, January 6th terrorists who have been convicted, pled guilty, calling them hostages, when we currently have Americans being held hostage by actual hostage by Hamas. Yeah. Yeah, it's disgraceful. Um, you know, <clears throat> talk about a guy who can't read the room. You know, he I don't know how many Jewish American uh, voters, uh, you know, walked away from from him in the last 24 hours with that comment. You have people whose lives have been lost in Israel. Um, I don't know if you caught the 60 Minutes piece last night. A woman uh, uh, who was held hostage was interviewed. It was heart wrenching, heart wrenching. Um, you know, she had to hand her baby to her husband because her husband ran faster. Mm. So he took the, the baby. Wow. They hid in a ditch. She got she got kidnapped. Um, and it's a, it's a horror story. And we have a president who is uh, analogizing the the, uh, the the defendants who Former are locked president. up. By the way, the, the ones who are locked up are the ones that are deemed dangerous and are facing serious time. But he's calling them hostages, just like. Um, the Israeli and American Israeli hostages in Gaza right now. It's a disgrace. And, you know, one day they're patriots, another day they're hostages. Another day he's he's uh, taping a, a, a version of the national anthem with these prisoners. They're they're traitors. They're prisoners. They're criminals. They're not hostages. Yeah. No, thank you. Thank you. And it, it just I, some days you feel like you're waking up in some sort of just 
fascist, pre-fascist nightmare. There's a, a QAnon shaman, I think, is running for Congress. Yes. And I just saw him at a convention this weekend. He's signing. There's an autograph line. Uh-huh. He's in his... His get-up. Yeah. I, I mean... <laughs> Frank, we really, this is not hyperbole that we are really facing whether we're going to keep our democracy or or devolve into fascism. If I hear another person like Lindsey Graham or or, or someone like that uh, kind of um, dismiss the threat we're in and say, oh, always joking, or, you know, Trump come out and go, oh, I was just kidding. So, you know, the one day dictator thing, that was a joke. Um, No, it's not. It's no joke. It's for real. It's an existential threat to our democratic republic. It's not going to get better. He's not going to rise to the occasion. He never has. And this time around, he will surround himself so to ensure there is no Pat Cipollone. There is no one to do the right thing. There, is, there will be no Vice President Pence who ultimately does the right thing on the right time. That's not going to happen. And they're planning for it right now. And one day dictator means one day of appointing cabinet level secretaries and agency heads at FBI and DOD and everywhere else that want to dismantle our democracy. Yeah, absolutely. Frank, thanks so much for Thank uh, you. serving, not just your country, but more importantly, the Stephanie Miller Show. And we, <laughs> we, <laughs> stay safe. Stay safe, everybody. Happy holidays. Stephanie Miller. It's Friday night. I'm gonna get drunk. I'm gonna get late. I'm gonna be late on Monday. Stephanie Miller. Okay, 27 minutes after the hour. Christopher, who said every single one of our allies, every single nation around the world is watching this as well, and they're trying to determine if Donald Trump is reelected to the United States, what, if anything, are they going to choose to share with the United States? Who said that? Simon Barr Sinister. No, uh, former FBI Pete Strzok on the broader fallout of sensitive intelligence gone missing at the end of the Trump administration. See, because we just had Frank Laguz, right. who's also former FBI, so that's why I did Got that it. there. Hmm. Okay, uh, yeah, Stone Kettle said, went missing. Oops, like you do. Anyone check the toilet at Mar-a-Lago? Also, Russian election interference, a highly classified binder on Russian election interference. If that folder contained intelligence saying Russia didn't interfere in Trump's election, why would, uh, would it be highly classified and why wouldn't Trump make it public? Thank you. Exactly. It's kind of obvious. Unless it said something else, you know, said something Trump has been calling a hoax for the last seven years. Yep. I mean, I, I, you know, why, why bother with those years of FBI training? I've got this. Frank has some kinds of investigations and stay within the law. <laughs> Stone Kettle also says, as a general rule of democracy, if one candidate's attorneys routinely end up disbarred, destitute, facing fines and millions of dollars, convicted felons, and or forced to uh, issue a written apology to America for criminal actions performed on behalf of said candidate, vote for the other guy. That's just a pro tip. Just quick pro tip this morning. All right, uh, Dean Obadala is t- t- coming up. Yep. We have it for two se- whole segments. What? Very exciting. Mm-hmm. 29 minutes after the hour. Stephanie Miller Show.
as we move forward and continue to seek justice, our greatest wish is that no one, no election worker or voter or school board member or anyone else ever experiences anything like what we went through. You all matter and you are all important. We hope no one ever has to fight so hard just to get your name back. Thank you, Shay. Shay Moss, uh, one more after the verdict on We're Friday. very grateful to the jury for taking the time out of their busy lives to do their civic duty, to listen to everything that we've been going through. I know I won't be able to retire from my job with the county like my grandmother did, but I hope by us taking these steps these very big steps towards justice that I can make her justice proud. By the way, um, Allison Gill, who will join us tomorrow, tweets, uh, Rudy says he's not been allowed to offer one single piece of evidence in his defense. It was his choice to refuse to comply with right. discovery. It was his choice not to testify. Don't believe him. Exactly. Yeah, everything he said, he just comes out and does all the same oh, lies. He's I mean, it's... I. Or he's just delusional. I mean, I, I, I don't I don't know what to say. He, uh, uh, yeah, this was, oh, he went immediately. Oh, was this his podcast I or think Steve so. Bannon's? Crazy. I think it was his. Am I unhappy? No, I'm very, very proud. Oh, there were you? offers made. I oh, told my lawyer, go to hell. I stand on principle. Huh? I didn't do anything wrong. Okay. What I said and what I revealed about Joe Biden and his criminality, mm -hmm. right. about the hard drive, about election fraud was 100% true. No. Uh, it's been proven was he out untrue. Drinking, was he out drinking with Roseanne Barb, who, by the way, I, I just saw I a picture, saw picture yeah. of her kissing the QAnon shaman this weekend, and I I could never be able to get that out of my mind. Yes, Chris, sorry. You were I saying? can't remember now. Okay, I can't either. Okay, he does not sound well. No. Can we just say that? If they want to put me in jail for it, if they want to shoot me for it, if oh, you want whatever, whatever sakes. you want to do to me, I'm not gonna, you're not going to get me to lie. Um, uh, and even if you take all the money, uh, mm. money. Oh dear. <laughs> He's not well. Money is the root of all evil. Oh boy. Okay. Wow. What a drama king. Okay. All, all that I care about is that I can look in the mirror and I can say I, I, I did what my conscience told me to do. That my father would be proud of me. No. I'm proud of you, Rudy. And please, what? don't interrupt me. Who was that? Mm. Someone saying that they love someone. Well, doing his podcast. We're proud of you. And he said, "Please don't interrupt me." So it's somebody that works wow. on the show. I wow! Assume. Wow! Wow! Well, all I know is that uh, uh, Shay Moss and Miss Ruby are uh, they're moving on up, as yeah. we someone mentioned on Friday. Well, we're moving on. All right, uh, David in D.C., who has been professionally black since 1965, uh -huh. said, Hey, Jiggles, the brothers and I noticed that while you love the theme to the Jeffersons, you mistook it last week for the theme from Good Times. Yes. No worries. This happens among our Caucasian friends from time to time. Here then again is a brief primer summarizing the different Negro shows from the uh -huh. 1970s yes. and 80s. We needed this. 
Surprised you didn't mix it up with Sanford and Son, no. too. No, oh. no. Good times. Working class Negro family in uh, the Chicago projects. The Jeffersons, well-to-do Negro family who lives in New York, high-rise on the east side of Deluxe Apartment in the sky. Right. Yes. Sanford and Son, a junkyard-owning Negro father and son in Watts, mm-hmm. the former of which will give you uh, a five across your lip. Expect you to join his late wife in heaven. What's happening? Series featuring Negro teenagers in LA, including yep. a heavy set one who nevertheless can dance up a storm. Yes. Different strokes, adorable Negro kids are adopted by Rich Park Avenue business. <laughs> Some of the premises were just awful, actually. Okay. Yeah, white saviors? Uh, Benson, Absolutely. Benson, former Negro butler, becomes lieutenant governor. 227, middle class Negro families in Washington, D.C. Webster, see different folks. Strokes. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh, the Cosby Show. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, David, for that primer. All right. Uh, I forgot about what's happening. I remember what's happening. What is happening? Marie in Atlanta. (laughs) Hello, Marie. Good morning, and thanks for taking my call. Yes. Uh, Yeah, I listened to that insane statement that Rudy made before the the, uh, award, before the jury came back with the award for Ruby and Shay. The guy... He, I don't know. He has got to be the worst lawyer on the planet. He, he apparently didn't show up for class because <laughs> if, if you notice, as his attorney is trying to sort of shuffle him away from the microphone, he starts saying, the stipulation is not an admission. If you stipulate what you're saying is there's nothing to fight over about this particular thing. And the thing he stipulated to was that he made the statements that defamed yeah. them. And they were just going to fight over how much he had to pay them. Right. Yeah. So I, as someone said, understand that? this is like the worst legal strategy ever devised yeah. by a human mind. Yeah. <laughs> that he admitted guilt, but then doubled and tripled down. Right. What, Marie, exactly. what happens now that he has done it again? I, I don't get, I mean, can they now, because obviously oh. you normally try to show contrition to get the amount lowered. Because, yeah. Right. Right. You asked the magic question. So um, I used to practice bankruptcy also. Um, he could file for bankruptcy to discharge the debt, meaning he would have to pay either some or none of it when he liquidates all of his assets and they pay out in proportion to the claims. And then, the other thing, though, is go ahead. He's, he's only got one judgment against him. So if he keeps making statements, in all candor, unless his bankruptcy filing captures all of the dates of those statements, and I'm not even sure you can sort of pre-file to discharge something, Yeah, um, he could end up with claims that come in after he's already had this claim discharged in bankruptcy, and then he'd have to pay those claims. Yeah. I mean, I... Make and, sense? And by the way, obviously, as a lot of people have said, Donald Trump did this just as much as Giuliani did. And you saw uh, oh, yes. Miss Ruby say we have work to do there. He wasn't the only one. Uh, why do you think they oh, haven't yes. gone after Trump? I, mean, I guess Giuliani did it the most. But why haven't they gone off after Trump, too? And do you think they will? Yeah, I think I think Giuliani was sort of the he was the one that laid the foundation, right? He was the one that originally made the statements about Ruby and Shay, right? And then Donald Trump picked up on that and said, "Where's Ruby? Where's Ruby?" You know, blah, blah, blah. I think it was to establish that to lay the groundwork. These statements were made; they were harmful, and then they can go after Trump, yeah. assuming that they want well, to. But I, as I can't Ru- imagine they don't. As Miss Ruby said, "Do you know what it feels like to be targeted by the President of the United States, who obviously has a much bigger." 
bully pulpit than Rudy Giuliani. It was him amplifying all this. That I mean, I was thinking about my poor elderly mom, uh, you know, Marie, who just passed away at 100 in July. Mm-hmm. She would have had a heart attack and died if somebody had been mm-hmm. banging on her door, threatening her, like happened to uh, to Miss Ruby and to the grandmother, mm-hmm. to Shay's grandmother. I mean, can you imagine banging on the door and threatening old ladies? Dear God, I mean, I, I, I am so happy and thankful that they got some measure of justice, and I love that her, that their attorneys said, we are going to pursue every single dime for as long as it takes. Yep, yep, and I love but that. That's no small effort. And I love that he can't afford an appeal. <laughs> Okay, Uh, this is the author of Giuliani, The Rise and Tragic Fall of America's Mayor. Well, it's an epic disaster for a man whose life has been marked by epic disasters and also epic victories. I mean, this is a man who at one point in his career was uh, judged more popular than the Pope, according to a a poll of the public. He, uh, I was with them on 9-11, you know, we all know what happened after that. And and one of the things that happened is he became staggeringly wealthy. Mm God. Okay, uh, Stephen Beschloss says, for the record, Trump talking about immigrants poisoning the blood of America, with the exception of Tiffany, each of this malignant man's children are the product of immigrant mothers. Mm-hmm. Yes, as I pointed out uh, earlier. Uh, okay. And Tiffany's the black sheep of the family. She yes, is. right? <laughs> <laughs> Ironically, he's the, she's the one he ignores. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> Oh, by the way, uh, sorry, uh, Robert Reich also talking about the Trump allegedly left office with classified documents from the CIA, NSA, DOD, DOE, and other agencies. We forget about that. It's not just, you know, one thing or one folder. Uh, now we learned that a binder with classified info on Russian meddling in the 2016 election disappeared during his final days in the White House. This man is a threat to national security. We can't say it enough, and I can't wait. We'll talk to Allison Gill about it tomorrow, who's one of the people that's been, her, Malcolm Nance, who hopefully we'll talk to Wednesday, stuff we've been screaming about forever, and it just it just gets worse and worse. Uh, all right. Uh, oh, Mark in Ohio's been hanging on so long. Hello, Mark. Hello, Mama. How are you? Good. Go ahead. Um, and I want to say hi to Jody and Merry, Merry Holidays for all of you all and Thank you. Chris and your show muscles. Um, <laughs> They're just show muscles. And anytime you want to show yeah. Yeah. Anytime you want to show them, that's fine. Um, <laughs> I was just, as the official LGBTQ person uh, for the Stephanie Miller Show, uh-huh. um, I'd like to just update you on the current state of affairs in my lovely state of Ohio. Okay. Um, they, the Republican, by party, except for one senator, voted for House Bill 68, which will basically deny us the ability to treat our transgender kids with hormones. Oh. Um, it's a very dark day. The governor's still debating whether he'll sign it or not. Uh, we're still waiting to hear, but he could be over. He could be vetoed. The veto could be overruled. So kind yeah. of a dark day. And these poor I, kids. I we I don't keep, know. I mean, people will flee the state. And uh. I keep saying this whole party, Mark. It's just they, they're all trying to out awful each other, yeah. right? The the where's. God, now I'm forgetting where Pam in New Hampshire told us the how many weeks? Fifteen days. Fifteen day 15 abortion days. ban. I mean. I, 
I swear to God, how do they, they're just like thinking of ways to, to be more awful than the last Republican state. Oh, by the way, this is an unsolicited testimonial for being on hold as long as Mark just was. Okay. Yeah, Norm wrote to you, Chris, I was on hold for two hours and 45 minutes. Do oh. I care? Hell no. I got to listen to Steph's commercials. I found out about something called funlove.com. I saw that Jody's a puppy magnet. I howled at John Fugelsang, enjoyed Jen Glenn Kirshner's statement, Justice is Coming, and boy, is she pissed. I got to see Frangela hand dancing again. <laughs> just saying. You know, there are it's benefits. Like, it's like stadium seating for right. Stephanie Miller's show. Benefits to being on, on hold for so long. Yes, I'm sorry. Stop sometimes, your complaining. Sometimes we get busy and there's lots of guests and yeah. we apologize. Stop your belly aching. <laughs> That's my point exactly. Okay. <laughs> Stephanie Miller. Get lots of sleep. Tomorrow, we will all be risking our lives for freedom. Uh, Stone Kettle tweets, as a general rule of democracy, if one candidate routinely invokes the white supremacist rhetoric of blood and soil, refers to immigrants and marginalizes members of society as vermin, and his supporters wildly cheer him while waving flags and wearing apparel with heroic images of him as some sort of muscle-blound, vengeful warrior, history strongly suggests that you should definitely vote for the other guy. Oh, oh MAGA clots. We fleece MAGA quads. Yes, he does. We fleece MAGA quads. We fleece MAGA quads. Dos cientos millones. El snatcho famoso. <laughs> we fleece MAGA fraud. We fleece MAGA fraud. We fleece MAGA fraud. Promesa de elección. Nosotros derrumbar. <laughs> he wants to grab all their money by Christmas. Christmas. He wants to grab all their money by Christmas. He's a con man who has no heart. Yay! Yay. Rocky Mountain. Like, that was festive. That was it cute. was. Festive. This is, I mentioned this to uh, <coughs> Olivia Troy. NBC News spoke to more than a half dozen Iowa voters turned off by Trump, but some were anxious about talking on the record out of fear of being shunned by friends or family. Yeah. But, you know, Olivia made a great point. I was thinking the exact same thing. They know that nobody's going to know when you go in the voting booth, you know, and right. she was talking specifically about women. But I think it just in general. Uh, do you need a Heimlich? <laughs> yes. Okay. Perhaps. Okay. Chris, who said Uh-oh. Mark Meadows, his former chief of staff, has accepted immunity? I did this for seven years, Jake. The reason he's accepted immunity is because he has admitted he has committed crimes himself or he wouldn't need immunity. And he is going to testify that Donald Trump committed crimes on his watch. He said that. Uh, that was either Beanie or Cecil. No, see, I preemptively knew you'd be wrong. Oh. That was uh, Chris Christie. I see. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, I, where was I? Oh, let me start. Uh, COVID, by the way. Uh, mm-hmm. Do we have this Cassie Hunt thing? Good for her. Anytime the media even vaguely does their job. Wow. Very excited. Um, she, Casey she had, Hunt. You said Cassie. Casey. Oh, is it Casey Hunt? It's Casey Hunt. Oh, yes. pardon me. Um, so she said to him, to Bobby Kennedy, you said there's no vaccine that's safe and effective. Do you still believe that? And he said, I never said that. He has this habit of doing this mm. where he says, I never said that. Mm-hmm. So good for her for having the clip yes. ready. So you have gained notoriety for your skepticism about vaccines. And over the summer in an interview, you said, quote, there's no vaccine that is, you know, safe and effective. Do you still believe that? 
I never said that. So stop me. We have the clip. Please play the clip. Uh, play the whole clip. You've uh, talked about that the media slanders you by calling you an anti-vaxxer. And uh, you've said that you're not anti-vaccine, you're pro-safe vaccine. Difficult question. Can you name any vaccines that you think are good? Uh, I think some of the live virus vaccines are probably uh, so averting more problems than they're causing. And then? <laughs> yeah, and then? Um, there's no vaccine that is, you know, safe and effective. Oh, my goodness. So you did say it. Do you still believe it? Well, I, here's what here's what I here's what I would say. First of all, I'm not anti-vaccine. How is that uh, statement not anti-vaccine? <laughs> I mean, not okay. What did he say to that? He didn't. The, oh, the clip just okay. ended right there. Yes. How about this headline? Headline: Scientists who study long COVID wear masks in public indoor no spaces. Uh, Ken Your tweets, on this day three years ago, two people were dying from COVID in Los Angeles County every hour. When Biden took office a month later, it was found there was no COVID response plan in place. Trump blocked any transition resistance uh, assistance to the new Biden administration, who as a result had to start the response from scratch. Mm -hmm. It has been estimated that as many as 700,000 Americans died unnecessarily because of this negligence. <sighs> Do not for this dangerous anti-vax lunatic. Joe from Jersey says, let me get this straight. The same Republicans who will force a 10-year-old to carry the fetus of her rapist to term want you to believe it's child abuse for adults to encourage a 10-year-old girl to get a COVID or flu vaccine. Are you kidding me? Mm -hmm. Thank you. Oh, by the way, I think this proves that anyone that falcons as a verb should go back to falconing. Okay. Including Bobby Kennedy, who once invited me to go falconing with him. Yes. You, Leave the Falcons alone. You're lucky they even fly for you. You went on a, a main, date with him? No. Oh. Uh, a main Falcon. No, he invited me. Oh, invited to you. Oh, okay. Yes, I did not. You I did declined not. to okay. Falcon okay. as a verb. A Maine falconer who floated a bizarre conspiracy theory uh, boosted by Donald Trump has been convicted of assaulting a federal officer. Uh, he was found guilty of kicking an FBI agent in the stomach when they attempted to execute a search warrant to determine whether he was in possession of child porn materials. I think oh. the point there is he's a falconer. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying. Is that what he does for a living uh, or a hobby? I, I'm just saying something weird. How can you do that for about a living? people that falcon as a verb. They help rich people falcon. Yeah, exactly. Oh. I don't even get the point of it. It flies away. It comes back. I don't know what's the point. Okay. What's the point of golf? You hit a ball? What's the point of anything? Yeah. Except for Dino Badala, who's next yes. on the <laughs> Stephanie Miller Show. It's the Stephanie Miller Show. So if they send us a case, make sure it's convictable. And, and, and the bar is real high. There's no question about it. It's got to be a misdemeanor, high crime, or treason. And the other bar it has to commi be committed while he was in office, the current office he holds. So what he did as a vice president, what he did in between the two, um, may not be impeachable. Oh, it's, uh, Mark Wayne Mullen, uh, Colby Carrington, Devereaux. Mm-hmm. Does he add any more names since we, he's the guy that's written to beat up the union guy and right. Bernie Sanders had to do that guy. Stop that fight. Right. Even that a-hole knows they don't have impeachable 
Uh, and Lindsey Graham, fine with the Nazi rhetoric, but right. uh, even he said uh, if there were a smoking gun, I think we'd be talking about it. You think? He was asked if he agrees with Chuck Grassley, who said he's not seen any evidence to prove Biden, Biden is guilty of anything. Uh, yeah, Lindsey Graham said he hasn't been paying attention to that whole mm-hmm. thing. Uh, right. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's been too dizzy, uh, busy dismissing, you know, Nazi rhetoric and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, by the way, Lindy Lee says Washington Post likened Trump to Hitler but buried it on page 10. New York Times sensationalized Hillary's email with breathless front page coverage mm-hmm. every day. Univision is carrying water for Trump and betraying Hispanic Americans. The media is signing America's death warrant. Yeah. Well, not if one man can help it. That guy. Here he comes. Yes, it's Hi, Dean. Hey, another weekend. Some more Nazi rhetoric. Hi. Hi, I am. I'm ready to save America. I am Captain Muslim America. That's my, <laughs> That's my new name. I'm here to save America because if I'm Muslim, I'll be like 10 minutes late for every emergency. But I'll be there. We have a tendency to be late. We're not good with time as a people. I got to be honest. But you One know, of the true stereotypes. Dean, you just you said it best on Twitter. You said we must never let Trump normalize Nazi propaganda. He must be called out loudly every time so that the average person who doesn't follow politics hears that Trump is knowingly quoting Hitler. I mean, exactly out of Mein Kampf <laughs> again. He, he did it again. And you know what's interesting? There was even Mark Short, who was a mm-hmm. vice president, former vice president Pence's lawyer on cable news yesterday going i don't think he doesn't like trump at all but he goes i don't think trump knows hitler rhetoric well that could have been an excuse in october but there was a massive amount of media coverage even in right-wing media some probably liking him using hitler language the idea of the the blood is being poisoned by foreigners well if he didn't use it again you might be able to say well he didn't mean to use it stephen miller put it in the speech but he did it again saturday and then he doubled down as rally and then in writing again Donald Trump is literally quoting Nazi propaganda. Literally. Yeah. No joke. Literally quoting. And his audience is cheering. I don't know what more we need to understand how dangerous. I have a new article this morning. I'm saying the question is, should we call this now a modern-day neo-Nazi movement? With yeah. them, not just fascism, but if he's going to quote Hitler and they're going to cheer it, they're going to repeatedly do that back and forth, how yeah. can we not say this has become a modern, not an anti-Jewish movement, but an anti-immigrant movement? Mm-hmm. They've replaced Jews with immigrants in the language that what Trump is literally doing and it's vile and despicable and deeply dangerous for our nation. Yeah. Well, and you know, Dean, we keep saying almost every every day like what's distracting from what? You know, we just had talked to Frank Fulguzzi about this huge the missing Russia binder and what a clear mm-hmm. and present national security threat he is and has always been and you're like was that to destroy the new Nazi rhetoric to distract from the story that broke Friday? I mean, it's which treason is meant to distract from the other, right? And that's a great point. And our media, look, these are real stories. They have to cover the Hitler stuff. They can't let it get normalized. We see how Trump and remember Tucker Carlson, how they would normalize things that should never been normalized. They say it first, backlash. Say it again, less backlash. Third time, less. Mm-hmm. Fourth By fourth time, other Republicans are quoting it. It becomes part of the Great Replacement Theory. That's what Tucker did. He normalized that. Trump, same thing. He's going to use Nazi language until the media stops calling it out. And then it's normalized as part of our discourse. So the, the binders, they're separate issues. I think for us, we have to call them out separately. But they're both real, very real issues. The media has to cover it. Yeah. And, you know, my concern, you know, President Biden put a great statement out uh, in response to the Hitler comments on Saturday. And the idea Trump is there praising in great detail Viktor Orban, 
from Hungary, who was really a wannabe dictator. Quoting a Putin dictator, as uh, a character witness. Putin, yeah. Right. right. I think though President Biden, they have to do more than statements. They, they have to come out really hard on this. Yeah. President Biden has to come out. They have to not wait for him to get the, the nomination. I think they're sort of waiting for that to happen and then make him the sole target and loudly target. I think that they start calling about now because it looks too political later. This is a, the, I've never seen a movement like this on U.S. soil in this number. Yeah. Like we've had American Nazis before, literally American Nazis, but it was small numbers. This is a, a major political party that is part and parcel of a fascist movement that arguably I think we're getting to a more of a modern day neo-Nazi movement, not the real yeah. neo-Nazi movement, but a modern day, well, very similar. And you know, Dean, I don't know where you are on the whole, you know, Twitter threads thing. I'm on, I'm on both. I'm not seating any any part of the, you know, the, the public square before an election. But it was interesting. Seth Abramson said, um, on threads, he said, uh, just blocked a neo-Nazi from my feed. Be aware that the platform this was even a month ago isn't the platform it is now. I don't blame that on Meta. I blame it on the fact that the 2024 race is well underway and foreign actors have a ride here seeking to sow chaos, as well as plenty of American extremists hoping for the same thing. Um, so, you know, again, like yeah. I always say, just pick which, you know, S hold please, which billionaire's uh. platform, you know, because I always say, you know, Mark Zuckerberg took rubles from Russia, you know, but I'm sure, you know, maybe that's in the, uh, you know, missing binder too, to help get Donald Trump installed in 2016. So I, I think you're right. There is a, a and, and I think you're right to call it. I was reading your piece. You call it, you said, call MAGA, MAGA a neo-Nazi movement. I'm not being hyperbolic. And you're really not. I mean. He's quoting Hitler and they're right. cheering it. He's, if they didn't, if they rejected it, we could, it would not be fair to say MAGA is a fascist movement or a neo-Nazi movement. It, that would be unfair. When he says this stuff over and over, they're, they're not upset. They cheer it. And then you have Lindsey Graham saying words don't matter. You're just about, Lindsey Graham saying words don't matter. Yeah. Words matter in politics. And with Donald Trump, they matter even more because his words have incited violence. And at that very rally on Saturday, it didn't get a lot of media coverage, but he again called the January 6th terrorists. He called them hostages. Yeah. And they had a whole choreographed thing where music began to play underneath when he started talking about the January 6th hostages. They were just protesting. They have now gone, and again, Hitler's playbook, where after the beer hole putsch in 1923, he made martyrs and celebrated those who were involved in his coup. And another guy, Perth Vessel, who was a, I mean, killed in 1930, a Nazi movement guy. They made him a, cel a celebrity. They made it a martyr movement. Trump is copying that, and it's not original. I mean, it's let's not even talk. I mean, I've mentioned I've mentioned several times today already, Dean, about the how you think there's no n new level of despicable, but while American hostages are actually still being held hostage by Hamas, he he calls gen the January sixth terrorist, you know, hostages. It's just he's is it despicable. Look, Donald Trump is the greatest threat that we faced uh, on land, and nothing holds him back. And look, I, I don't believe the polls. But I don't think we could, I think we're going to be dangerously delusional if we just dismiss the polls. Yeah. The polls are telling us it's going to be a lot of work to win this election. Yeah, I Ted, wish Biden Ted Saki was said the same thing I did yesterday. Really something, hard. Yeah, about that. Part of it, you like us being scared. <laughs> like, so right. we don't get complacent like 2016. But, you know, Dean, to your point, it's not, you know, you realize how Germany, Nazi Germany happened because it's not the guy. It's all the enablers. I mean, you mentioned Lindsey Graham. So, it, right. He was asked, the Biden campaign has accused Trump of parroting Adolf Hitler. Well, first of all, Kristen Walker, it's not the Biden campaign accused him. He parroted Adolf Hitler yeah. <laughs> directly. I mean, it's just, 
so she said, are the president's comments representative of how you and other Republicans feel? She's, he said 76% of the American people, not Donald Trump, believe the border's broken. That's not answering the question, right? right? No. Uh, they're worried about fentanyl coming over and killing their kids. So the, he cannot bring himself to condemn Hitler actual Hitler rhetoric. So he said, she said, what about his language, Senator? She, he said, I'm worried about the outcome. He's right. He had the border secured. No, he didn't. Oh, my God. He, he, uh, he, uh, he said, you know, did the Biden administration, you're talking about Donald Trump's language as you sit on, sit on the sidelines and allow the country to be invaded. Hundreds. Okay, she said. If he said, if uh, you're going to win the the debate on illegal immigration by picking a line out of the Trump speech, uh, most Americans understand the game has to change. We're under threat. We're going to get attacked. Our border, blah blah. So he makes this. He says our border's been obliterated. She doesn't push back on any of this, on any of these lies, right? And and it's he go ahead. Yeah, this is the, you know, I, in the article I had, I wrote this morning for my for Substack. I quoted from Rents Priebus. Rents Priebus, the former GOP chair former chief of staff of Trump, was on ABC News with Donna Brazil. And he said, and they said this language of blood, and Rens Priebus, and I want to read his quote, and he said it calmly, this was not a debate. He said, I think that the GOP electorate is not looking for less blood. I think they're looking for more blood. Yeah. And when mm -hmm. Donna Brazil pushed back, he said very calmly, I'm telling you what the reality on the ground is. Yes. He wasn't threatening, he wasn't warning yeah. either. He was very matter of fact. The GOP base wants blood. They want literally blood perhaps some of them some of them have made threats to all of us some of them the idea of blood is revenge against mm -hmm. those who have called out donald trump against the media against people with a college degree whatever it is that they view as the enemy they want revenge they want blood rents previous is telling you that's what's going on on the ground and donald trump is literally using the words poisoning the blood of our nation yeah this i don't know what more to wake people up who aren't paying attention i think that for all of our listeners it's that all of us know it. Everyone gets it. It's talking to your friends over the holidays that don't follow politics yeah. now because it doesn't matter. Or they think it's just, ah, this is how politics works. No, this is not. This is a fascist movement on U.S. soil that would gladly take our freedoms, and the GOP base would be happy if they shut yeah. us down. Yeah. And it's not about you or me. It's about all of us silencing all the critics, anyone who critics. They'd be completely fine with it. Brian uh, Gilmeade said he's trying to say we just want to keep America, America. We want to build up the border. No, he's no. quoting right. Hitler. That is not... But you're right. It's it's people like this that normalize and enable it that are going to usher us right into fascism. Um, it's it, look. It's up to us to, to save the nation once again. You know, right before we started, I talked about we're almost a three year anniversary, January sixth. It is unreal. It is intellectually in, incomprehensible for me that Donald Trump could attempt a coup and set a terrorist attack, and three years later be leading the GOP field and not be in prison. Yet other nations yeah. in South America. Peru, Bolivia, Brazil moved very swiftly when they had coups. They banned yep. in Brazil Bolsonaro from the ballot within months. They put the in Peru and, and Bolivia in prison quickly. Yep. That's what you do. They are more concerned Thank about you. their democracy because they know it's precious. While in America, this is the greatest injustice, miscarriage of justice I've ever seen. Dean, you he are walks free to this day. A lawyer, you are a comedian, and you are a Muslim, which makes it's like having three <laughs> guests in one. It is <laughs> three, three guests. That's what you do. Three times the pay. <laughs> I want to talk to you about the Giuliani case. I want to talk to you about the Middle East because of all you have to change hats a couple more times. We're so excited we have you. Stephanie Miller. Okay, you know what? If I'm not allowed to be snide, you're not allowed to be condescending. Stephanie Miller.
Chris Mahana Kwanzaa. Oh, four guests in one. He's a comedian. He's a talk show host. He's a Muslim, and he's an attorney. Right, Dino Badala. You don't need to book anyone else. All right, time to put your lawyer hat on. You tweeted as if anyone is thinking about threatening election workers and spreading lies about their work in any upcoming election. I've got 148 million reasons <laughs> why you might want to rethink that yeah. strategy. Yeah. You retweeted, but you know, Dean, you wrote a piece. I asked the same question. Your piece was basically, why hasn't Trump been sued? So, but maybe it was because now we've had this ruling that he's not immune for, uh, for civil claims by people injured, for instance, in the January 6th attack. So you said even if Freeman and Moss don't sue Trump, their stories will be, uh, it will be evidence used to convict Trump in both his J6 and his Georgia RICO case. Because, right. yeah, I, that was my question, too, is he smeared mm-hmm. them every bit as much as Giuliani, right? Yeah, well, Giuliani more so, that it, but everything was done in the service of Donald Trump. So the big yeah. picture, putting the law aside, this was all for Donald Trump. Giuliani didn't lie to get himself as president. He lied to help Donald Trump. The person who went December 3rd and the, the Republicans in the Georgia legislature and saw the video of State Farm and began the lie that Ruby Freeman and Shane Moss were passing around, you know, the idea of fake ballots, all that. That was all started by a Trump lawyer on December 3rd. It went from there. From a legal point of view, the, the you know, Ruby Freeman and Shane Moss were represented pro bono or for free by a really great firm called Wilkie Fox, one of the biggest firms in the nation, really good. They want, I, their lawyers are great lawyers. I think they just made a decision, and they haven't commented on why yet, but I understand, I probably get why. Why they didn't sue Donald Trump? I think it was an easier, more straightforward case against Rudy Giuliani. Suing Trump implicates all these immunity issues, yeah. and I think they concern about litigating that all in the Supreme Court in a difficult case when they can win. And they also sued OAN, the news network, which did settle. We don't know what the two women got in response to the settlement. They got some kind of settlement from that case. So I, I think they were concerned about the immunity. But early December, U.S. Court of Appeals ruled that the, the police officers who were hurt and others who were suing Donald Trump yeah. for personal injury, uh, there's no immunity for that. And I think it would apply here as well. So maybe they could still sue him if they want to. I don't right. know how much it matters. You get the money from Rudy Giuliani. It'll be great to get some money from here. Right, we have about three minutes left to solve the entire Middle East crisis, which uh, is... All right, and go. As a Palestinian-American, uh, I need you to help me solve this. And um, Obviously, you know, more heartbreaking stories over the weekend. Uh, three Israeli hostages were killed. Uh, one of them was holding up a white flag. It was in an area of intense combat in northern Gaza where Hamas militants operate in civilian attire and use deception tactics. And so, uh, you know... Uh, Three of them were uh, were killed by Israeli forces. So I, you saw John Kirby, White House spokesman, said made clear the Biden administration is not breaking with Israel in its war against Hamas, nor is is it pressuring Israel directly to change tactics. Um, I, for one, was glad. First of all, Netanyahu is a disgrace, but I was glad Biden said I want them to be focused on how to save civilian lives, not stop going after Hamas, but be more careful. Um, so, you know, the, then it's like, was that an, an admonishment or not? But I, for one, am glad, aren't you, that he is uh, saying to, to Netanyahu, you are losing support for this, you know, because right. I think you made a point about no moral person can say the slaughter of 1,200 Israelis. No moral person can be okay with that, but no moral person can be okay with 18,000 dead in, in Gaza. Right. And I think we can do both, right? That's been the point from the beginning. My theme has been from day one, don't lose your humanity. That if an Israeli child is killed by some a militant or terrorist, it's wrong. If a Palestinian child, innocent child is killed by Israeli military, 
to me, it's wrong. Now, I know it's war, and sometimes things are yeah. difficult, but I come from it as humanity, do case by case. Look, today, the Secretary of Defense, Lloyd Austin, is in Israel meeting with his counterparts there, trying to make the case about civilian losses. You know, a week and a half ago, the UN Security Council was going to impose an immediate ceasefire. The U.S. was the only country to vote against it mm -hmm. and vetoed it because we have that power. One of the five permanent members of the Security Council were able to do that. Then the entire U.N. voted. And we were one of only 10 nations to oppose a ceasefire. That would have been binding, but that sends a, set, a message. It's Look, it's a very difficult issue yeah. for people in the Muslim and Arab community and then people who are allies outside of our community to see this loss of life, the civilian side, and not see Biden talk about imposing conditions or restrictions on future military aid to ensure this can't happen again. And, and that's what I think a lot of, it would mean a lot if he would say, look. I don't see why we, we don't we withhold aid until they get rid of Netanyahu, frankly, you know, because it, it's in his interest to drag this out as long as possible mm -hmm. if he has to go when it's over. Um, Dean, I'm sorry, we need you for longer and forever. So please, All right, we'll do it more. Please come back. <laughs> Listen to Dean's show right here on SiriusXM. We love you, Dean. Thank you. Love you, too. Have a good holiday. You, too. I had Carrie and Todd, and I wanted to have two other children. And I got pregnant, I was very lucky in that sense, right away. Uh, I was pregnant seven months, and uh, the baby died inside of me. But I didn't know it, you know, it, was just, it just sort of shrunk down a little bit. And uh, in those days, there were no abortions allowed, whether you were ill or whether you were raped or whether the child died, which is disgusting to think that there. So I had to carry the child full term. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Debbie Reynolds. Yeah. Holy cow. In 1989. Yeah, that's an interview. Yeah. Uh, I, I love this tweet. Jay tweeted, uh, the 2024 election in one sentence. Do you want the entire country to be like Texas? There you go. Um, or uh, Kentucky, by the way, mm -hmm. uh, a pregnant woman in Kentucky who filed a lawsuit demanding the right to an abortion has learned that her embryo no longer has cardiac activity. The, her attorney signaled their intent to continue the challenge to Kentucky's near total abortion ban. Um, sh they're seeking class action status, which is smart yeah. to include other Kentuckians who are or will become pregnant and want to have an abortion. Um, I'm telling you, this is going to be, you know, uh, beyond, you know, fascism, et cetera, democracy. This is going to be a, a huge issue. This is uh, one more, Debbie Reynolds. That Knowing was, it was dead. That was the law. It didn't matter. It had to abort itself. I could not be, it could not be taken from me. It's insane to think that really is could and be. And you said you would go to parties and people would say to you, How's the baby? What name are you going to name the baby? Oh. You know? they, they couldn't leave it in anymore because now uh, the child is in the sack. But of course, finally, after so much time, all the poisons and everything would have killed me. So they finally agreed, some board, <laughs> imagine. <laughs> yeah, imagine. Wow. Anthony Nine talking right to uh, to Joan Rivers. Mm -hmm. So uh, I lived through that. It took way to, a number of months, and I was lucky enough to get pregnant again. And the same thing happened to me. Oh. The second baby died. I, mean, I just 
Yeah, I mean, so. heartbreaking. Can I just say, is there anything that Ted Cruz doesn't run away from, the cowardly yeah. treason weasel that he is? Did you see them trying to ask? Oh, he yeah. just it runs. He literally yeah. runs from mm -hmm. questions uh -huh. or anything uncomfortable. He was asked, do you support uh, uh, the, the Texas Attorney General did what he did in blocking Kate Cox from getting an abortion after she found out her uh, fetus was not viable? Uh, he said it's strictly a matter of state law, not federal law. Are you worried about women in your state whose health may be at risk by Texas law? She followed up. Well, I'm a federal official, not a state official, oh so God. I'm not going to comment on what state officials are doing. I, oh, I'm sorry. This one, that was John Cornyn, yeah. also a coward. Oh. Mm -hmm. Then Cruz, uh, Senator, I want to get your thoughts on what the Texas Attorney General case about Kate Cox, blah, blah. Do you have any comment? Uh, Cruz, just call our press office. <laughs> Do you agree with Attorney General Paxson's actions and what he did? Cruz, just call our press office. The reporter said, I have. I actually haven't received an answer. So is there anything you'd like to say right now about this? Call our press office. He says, yeah. such a third a time. What a coward. coward. Right? Coward. The just, scaredy cat. Oh, yep. Just pathetic. Um, There's no right. courage of his convictions at all. Uh, Disgusting. Right. <sighs> you know, they always say it's the economy, stupid. I guess. I think it's also going to be the democracy, stupid. Mm -hmm. But uh, this ad was fantastic. Uh, give me the new Biden-Harris ad. Which one? 16. Okay. If Biden wins, you're going to have a stock market collapse, the likes of which you've never had. Another record day on Wall Street. The stock market higher than it's ever been. The stock market, it's hitting new records. Beating the record it set just yesterday. Uh, let's just talk for a moment about the stock market. Okay. Boom. Well, the market is defined. All the experts. <laughs> I love that. Yay. Go dark, Brandon. Yeah. It's your birthday. Um, Queen of uh, Darkness tweets, I reminder that Reality Winner re released one classified report to the press concerning Trump-Russia con uh, connection during the Trump administration. She spent four years in prison for that one document, but Trump uh, and Mark Meadows and the rest of his crime syndicate are walking around free. Yep. Thank you. As Dean Obadala was just telling us. Um, oh, we got to have Dean back. There's so much to talk about. I was saying before the break, and then we, which is a good time to slam into a hard break is when you just bring up uh -huh. the Middle East. Yeah. Which has only been uh, going on 11 billion years. However. It sounded like you were going into something deep about uh, 20 seconds before we had to break. I'm like, oh, Stephanie. <laughs> no, my frustration is just, you know, with Netanyahu that even the polling in Israel is showing that he's gone. That they, they, the Israelis want him gone. Mm -hmm. But I don't get, my point is that, you know, they're saying, oh, when this war is over, because they're not in the middle of war. Right. Well, what, he, he's going to keep it going as long as he can. That was, that was the excuse that, that some people had in America for George W. Bush. Right, mm -hmm. right. That's he, what I'm saying. It's like, it's in his interest war. to continue this, right. right? Because he knows, I think, politically he's gone yeah. when this is over. And so that, that to me, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I know it surprises you, but I'm not a foreign policy expert. What? It just when? seems like maybe we should. I don't. Since when are you not a foreign stick? Policy carrot expert. stick. Condition eight on bye bye to Netanyahu. Well, that's why you have foreign policy experts like Olivia Troy on the program. That's right. Who was a delight? She is a delight. Um. Oh, you know, I think we're starting a new tradition, Jody, and that is that you are always right, and Chris is, of course, always wrong. Okay. Oh, is this it a new was... tradition? Yes. Okay. Well, she hasn't been executive producer that long, but it is obviously already. She said that she thought it was a drunk driver that ran into the Biden motorcade. And what happened, Chris? It was a drunk driver. Did I, was I wrong? No, you didn't no, say No, you didn't don't have anything. to specifically be wrong. It's just Jody was right, is my point. She tends to always be right, whereas, you know, 
if you're playing compare and contrast. Then it was, you know, earlier I'm not the saying that particular sub. I mean, you can't be wrong on every subject every day. I'm not. You're only one man. <laughs> I'm right very frequently. No. And, no. and your listeners will back me up on no. this. No. <laughs> Anita in San Antonio. Hello, Anita. Hello. Good morning. Hello, I good just morning. want to say real quick that um, what Ken Paxton did did not surprise me. Do you remember when uh, Joe Biden signed that executive order? I think it was an executive order saying that the hospitals and doctors had to treat women with a life-threatening pregnancy. Do you, I don't know if you remember that, but, yeah. but Texas, Ken Paxton sued about that. Yeah. So that he, so they could kill women, so they could let them die. When is he, so going, I wasn't when is he going to jail? Is that, <laughs> when is that happening? I don't know. He's in, he's on trial in April. I think it's April. Okay. All so right. keep us surprised. Who knows? Okay. All but right. anyway, all right. Uh, oh, sorry, honey. I thought yeah, I thought you were done. Um, yeah, I was just. I thank you, Jody, for not uh, uh, torturing us with the audio. Uh, Trump once again said immigrants from oh Africa mm-hmm. specifically and Asia are poisoning the blood of our country. He said they're poisoning the blood of our country. That's directly from Mein Kampf. If those of you are mm-hmm. keeping track, that's what they've done. They've poisoned uh, mental institutions and prisons all over the world not just in south america but all over the world they're coming into our country from africa from asia the pouring in okay all right so that's the second time he's used the uh poisoning of the right whatever okay did he it was a who was oh it was Ivanka that said he had the copy of Mein Kampf by mm-hmm. his uh, yeah oh, Ivana. Ivana, Ivana, Ivana said that right right okay. Ivana right. said that randy in california hello randy Hi, I love you all. Love I wanted. You. I was wondering where the January sixth choir and Trump's Christmas album is, and also um, that binder. I wonder if that's in Ivana's grave. It was like eight men struggling to carry that casket with her urn, and that uh, uh, Mitch McConnell on in twenty sixteen. He's the one that told uh, Barack Obama not to uh, talk about. Russia's involvement because it would be biased, right? And uh, when uh, Melania got her parents in this country, they slammed the door behind them on chain migration. Yes, yes, and she had a couple of uh, anchor babies, mm-hmm. right? With she did, she did. Trump. Okay, so that he would be uh, complicit in the poisoning of the blood mm-hmm. of America yeah. because he, yes. Oh, but okay. she's from Europe, so she doesn't count. Oh, I see. It's just African. Asia, in case you haven't noticed, Stephanie. she's white. Yes. Yeah, yeah. she's white. Okay. Uh, Trump revealed a curious misunderstanding of the time-space continuum Friday when he blasted Jack Smith for not having the precognitive skills to file charges before the alleged crimes took place. Yeah, have you heard right. him say? Yeah, three okay. years ago. Or, yeah. yeah. Why didn't you arrange Jack Smith team file their lawsuit three years ago? Because the crime hadn't happened yet. Okay, because they wanted to file it right in the middle of my campaign, and now all of a sudden they want to rush election interference. Okay, first of all, the special counsel did not file any lawsuit. These are uh, federal crimes right. <laughs> that you are charged with. Uh, more importantly, uh, three years ago was December 15th, 2020. The fraudulent slates of elector were largely just a concept and not, had not been presented uh, at the electoral certification. That happened three weeks later in January. Uh, the crimes weren't charged three years ago because for the most part, the crimes had not happened yet. Uh, as for the mishandling of classified documents, they, the National Archives gave Trump several opportunities to return them yep. so this was an ongoing mm-hmm. where he got several. more than the mm-hmm. benefit of the doubt but as Dean Obadala said why why is he not in prison 
in any other country, this would just not be. What is it? Pundit said we just seem fundamentally broken that this could actually happen, that he could become president again. Dan in Wisconsin. Hello, Dan. Welcome. Hello. Hello. Go ahead, Dan. Dan. Go ahead, Dan. Hi. Hi. Uh, Welcome. Welcome to the uh, Weimar Republic here. Right. Um, I called uh, when uh, Merrick Garland uh, first got installed as attorney general and said, all you're going to see is probably uh, theater. And unfortunately, I was right. Mm -hmm. Now I've got a bad feeling about uh, Jack Smith because I'm I'm seeing him not as proactive in terms of gagging Trump, who's go out there allowed to use stochastic terrorism to basically scare jurors. Garland successfully wasted two years to make sure Trump would get an election year, that this would go, go into an election year. Why is that important? It's so the Supreme Court can remove any gag orders allowing him to keep uh, intimidating jurists and witnesses. Trump probably already has the names of of the jurors because Russian intelligence probably got it to him or will get it to him. Oh dear. Well, we will, you know what, we shall shall, uh, talk to AG about all of this because I I, I feel like, Jody, I don't know where you are. I'm a little in the middle of what Kunkirchner feels about impatience with Merrick Garland and what AG makes some perfectly valid points that Merrick Garland wasn't appointed until X. Mm -hmm. He was, you know, blocked by various Trump administration Mm -hmm. officials as Mm -hmm. much as he could be. So it's not entirely his fault. And he was working and getting subpoenas and search warrants and things before Jack Smith was was. Mm Uh, but, but you know, I agree that w- whatever happened, here we are, where we are literally on the verge of that this could get delayed beyond the election. Leave Jack Smith alone. You're lucky he performs for you, right. bastard. Yeah. Right, exactly my point, Chris. Um, how about this one? Just, I don't know which comments are most alarming, but uh, if Trump wins a second term, he might launch a southern border war, according to a new Rolling Stone report. Uh, they spoke to multiple sources who said Trump would possibly deploy hundreds of thousands of troops to the border and uh, install makeshift detention camps mm. for so like internment Sounds camps. familiar? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does sound, you know, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, guess who was, whose idea that was? Stephen Miller. Oh, shocker. Guess, yeah, who'll be in charge of a lot of stuff. No relation. No. Yeah. I do love the whoever said on Twitter last week that his parents had a uh, species reveal party. <laughs> right? Well, yeah, he looks like a tadpole. I was, I was looking for the lizard sound effect of I don't know. lizard 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 yeah there i mean did he hatch from an egg <laughs> was that a- <laughs> oh look it's a yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> and then he ate a bunch of people mm-hmm. he ate way night mm-hmm. and then a t-rex ate him right exactly my yeah. point sue in rockville hello sue <laughs> hey hey um you know i hate to disagree with you steph uh-oh. But Uh-oh. there is one immigrant family that has truly poisoned America, and it's the Drumpf family, because yeah, that true. was their original name. Yeah. And when, since they've arrived in 1885, they have not one, done one damn good thing for this country. Yeah. They've never served. They've been criminals. They've been grifters. They're traitors. They have poisoned this country. And uh, so there is one family that should be booted out and have their citizenship and I'm sure Putin would give them a lovely Dhaka somewhere in Russia. Yeah. Maybe Siberia. Yeah. But they really have. I mean, the damage. And so when we call him the Drumpfuhrer, of course there's German roots. Of course he spouses Nazi rhetoric. Yeah. There's no surprise at all. 
yeah, exactly. And we still don't know what are in the binders from the White no. House. No. Yeah. No. Binders in the White House, ripped off by a douche, another blunder from the right. Orange man stumbles like he did there that one summer when he fired that their diplomat. In the dumper with that trumper, that old adolescent mother stuffed secrets into his hat. His supporters get folder, try to hang this by his shoulder as they storm the Capitol ground. With his very unpleasing sneeze and wheeze and grabbing documents all around. Cause they were binders from the White House, ripped off by a douche, another blunder from the right. Binders in the White House. Frankie Mountain Mike. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> Stephanie Miller. I'm just like any modern woman trying to have it all. A loving husband, a family. It's just I wish I had more time to seek out the dark forces and join their hellish crusade. All right, we uh, opened the show talking about Rudy Giuliani's crazy lawyers, crazy haircut. Uh huh. But party in the front, business in the back. Yeah, total, total four seasons, total landscaping in the back. Yeah. I don't know. He, I did. You also assume when reporters were shouting questions and Giuliani kept going, shh. He's going for the crazy defense. I'm telling you. He said, I have no doubt my comments were made and they were supportable and are supportable today. So he doubled down mm-hmm. on the lies, which mm-hmm. I'm yep. going to guess is going to cost him uh, even more. I hope so. Um, have I mentioned that Representative Elise Stefanik is also an enabler and awful? Yes. She's a bit of a nut job, too. She filed a complaint alleging judicial misconduct by the federal judge who has overseen various January 6th cases. This is... I. This is their only role, is to be Trump's defense team for yep. whatever crimes he commits. Yep. Uh, she formally requested an ethics investigation into Judge Beryl Howell, um, which she called a highly inappropriate political speech. He was given an award mm-hmm. and spoke, as you do when you're given an award. Mm-hmm. Um, she, she, uh, uh, she, he said, my D.C. judicial colleagues and I regularly see the impact of big lies at the sentencing of hundreds, hundreds of individuals that have con- been convicted for offense of um, offense conduct on January 6th and they disrupted the certification of the presidential election as district court judges were all about the facts. He's he's talking about, right, cases, people that have already pled guilty yeah. and been charged. How is that, you know, politicized? Right. Or, yeah. Um, she pointed to his reference to a passage in a book by Heather Cox Richardson, author of Democracy Awakening, that says the U.S. was at a crossroads teetering on the brink of authoritarianism. Uh, Right, lots of people are saying that. So, uh, Stefan Howell's speech insinuated the election of President Trump will lead to fascism in America. That's because a lot of people think the election of Donald Trump will lead to... She also, by the way, in November, filed an ethics complaint against Judge Arthur Engeron, Mm -hmm. the New York fraud trial. I mean, they just have no business trying to get involved in these... uh, Donald Trump's criminal problems. It's... It's just extraordinary. This is how Nazi Germany happened. Mm-hmm. Lindsey Graham's on TV defending poisoning the blood mm-hmm. comments. Hitler's speech. I, I. All right, I'm going to go take a nap now. You All right, I thought you were going to go ride. Ride, ride your bike. Yeah, after. after. Okay. 
Allison Gill tomorrow and Harry Lippman, our legal lab, yep. and Charlie, and Charlie Pierce. Pierce. See you tomorrow.